0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of Teacher Talk with Zach Clancy. I'm Zach Clancy. Each week, we'll usually be exploring a topic in education that's related to my doctoral dissertation. But this week, we're concluding a throwback edition episode that began two weeks ago. So, if you missed the first part of this episode, I'd recommend going back and listening to Part 1 of the uh, Wayne Owl episode. Anyway, Wayne Au is someone who I definitely consider to be a scholarly influence and, uh, you know, in many ways a professional role model. Um, but before we jump into the second part of the Wayne Au episode, it's time for a collaboration corner. And this week's shout out goes to Oscar Silostatin. once again. Uh, he's the mastermind behind the Teach teachcow.com network Um, and it's basically a social media empire that revolves around the world of education. It's got all sorts of interesting stuff on it. It's got blogs, it's got internet TV shows, it's got podcasts, it's got all sorts of stuff. Um, You can check it out at teachcow.com And uh, if you're listening to this episode on the day it was released, which is February 11th, then I was on yesterday's episode of Teachers Talk Live, which is a live internet TV show hosted over Google Hangouts that is hosted by Oscar. And uh, I was a panelist on last night's episode. Um, That's about all I can tell you, because while I am... Releasing this episode of my podcast on February 11th, I am recording it on February 9th. So I have not actually been on Teachers Talk Live yet. But by the time you're hearing this, you will be able to go to teachcow.com and check it out. So please do so. And now it's time for the show. All right, we are back with part two of the Wayne Owl episode. As you may recall, in part one we talked about Wayne Au's biographical information, and we talked about some of his scholarly influences, and then we began to discuss his contributions to the field of education. And so now we're gonna pick up where we left off. Some of Wayne Au's earliest publications in the journal Rethinking Schools pertain to multicultural education. Approximately a decade later, before completing his doctoral program, Howe published his first article about the use of hip-hop lyrics to relate culturally to African-American high school students. In 2005, he revisited the issue of hip-hop lyrics during his doctoral program and used lyrics to analyze the U.S. educational system from the perspective of African-American youth and concluded that the U.S. educational system was failing African-American youth. He also published two articles about Hawaii one in 1988 about how colonialization is largely ignored in the state's history, especially in the tourism industry, and the other, in the same year, was about the resistance movement in Hawaii. After entering his doctoral program, many of Aos' writings focused on critical pedagogy. Much of that had an emphasis on Paulo Freire, who is a major influence of Ao. And uh, just as a side note, Paulo Freire was also featured in an episode in Season 1 of Teacher Talk, so if you haven't listened to that, feel free to go back to check it out. Um, But anyway, one of the first critical articles that Al published during his doctoral studies was a review of a work edited by Bigelow and Petersons that was published in 2002, and it was published by the journal Rethinking Schools, the year before Al joined its editorial board. So in this review, uh, both Wayne Au and Michael Apple argue that Frere's pedagogy is, quote, based on Marxist dialectical, materialistic, epistemological view of consciousness, human interaction, and material transformation, unquote. And so while not inside quotation mark in AW's 2007 article, uh, the statement is nevertheless followed by a citation to the article Ao had co-authored with Apple earlier that year. And so unlike his previous articles on multicultural education that focused on the experiences of African-American students, Awe's next two articles about multicultural education signify a transition into publishing articles in rethinking schools that were about issues that were personal to him. In his 2007 article, You're Asian, How Can You Fail Math? I'll quote, unmasks the myth of the model minority. Approximately one year later, He published an arguably even more personal, yet arguably even more critical, article about his own experiences as a half-white, half-Chinese high high school student in an African-centric, multicultural social studies class. Ao has also written, edited, and co-edited four books that explore this area of education. In 2010, he co-edited the Rutledge International Handbook of Critical Education with Apple and Grandin. That same year, he and Michael Apple co-authored yet another article. Uh, Two years later, he published Curriculum Studies, Education, Consciousness, and the Politics of Knowing, which was uh, a book. And in 2014, he was the sole editor of Rethinking Multicultural Education, Teaching for Racial and Cultural Justice. Um, Although it's tempting to view Ao as a... His, I'm sorry, his 2012 article as a second follow-up to uh, his 2007 article with Apple, um, you know, the, the one with the review of the book about Paulo Freire. It's probably more accurate to think of this um, work, his 2012 book, that is, um, within the area of the nature of research. And so while it might be a stretch to view his past work as being related to the nature of research, this 2012 article that I'm talking about I called it a book a minute ago, but it is an article. The 2012 article, um, you know, it's a product of a slightly different body of literature. Um, and by the way, I'll, I'll post to all of this in the show notes or on the website somewhere. Um, you know, uh, I would definitely recommend uh, having that in front of you while I am talking about this because it, it can get a little bit confusing because I'm talking about articles that were only written by one person. Um, but anyway, um, moving on um, – the it's it's like I said it's a little bit different body of literature in this 2012 article and it suggests a more theoretical nature, um, and so the, the article importantly it does not contain a reference to rethinking Frere, the the book that Apple and Au critiqued, uh, you know rather. Michael – or Wayne Au's 2012 article identifies the, quote, significant epistemological and political tensions within the field of curriculum studies. And um, what it does, what I think is interesting um, is, you know, above and beyond just identifying this issue, it provides a conceptual framework for a curricular standpoint that can serve as a viable methodological tool for curriculum studies to use to overcome the, the issue that he identified. So Wayne Au's third main area of work in the field of education pertains to the influence of corporate interests in education. Ao published a few articles in this area before completing his doctoral program. Um, much like his works on high-stake testing's influence on social studies and English classes, it's possible to see how Ao's experience as a classroom teacher impacted his academic studies and his professional publications. In the months prior to the now infamous 1999 World Trade Organization meeting in Seattle, Washington, Ao, who is then a public high school teacher, noticed that many pro-corporate curriculums were being distributed to schools in the surrounding area. Ao responded by teaching a unit on the negative consequences of global globalization. Um, Ao's next article, uh, which she published in 2004, uh, was about Corporate influence, and it pertained to No Child Left Behind, which was relatively new at the time, um, which is now technically defunct, but, um, you know, in, in some ways lives on in other forms. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it seems that these two events, the 1999 World Trade Organization meeting in Seattle and, uh, you know, 2001's No Child Left Behind, um, they shaped Al's interest in educational policy studies, uh, which was his doctoral program minor, incidentally enough. Um, so, uh, In 2009, he published another uh, significant work related to the area of corporate influence in education, and it was called Obama, Where Art Thou? Hoping for Change in U.S. Educational Policy. Um, which was published just a few months into Obama's tenure. Um, and it explores the, the president's hopeful message about education um, and compares it to the decision that the administration had made at the time of the article's publication, which, like I said, was in 2009 and just a few months into Obama's term in the White House. Um, but anyway, in, uh, uh, in that article... Um, O concludes by calling for a movement uh, to call on Obama to, quote, demand educational justice in order to achieve the vision of equitable education set forth by the president, um, you know, when he was a candidate. Uh, so Aou's later works on corporate influence in education are particularly critical of charter schools. Um, Ao and Ferrare, not Paulo Ferrare, but this is spelled F-E-R-R-A-R-E, in 2014, they performed a network analysis of philanthropists, corporate interests, and charter schools in Washington State. They concluded that, quote, compared to the average voter, unquote, in the state of Washington, quote, an elite group of wealthy individuals, either directly through individual donations or indirectly through their affiliated philanthropic organizations, wielded disproportionate influence over the outcome of the charter school initiative in the state, unquote, which, as a consequence, has brought about, quote, serious concerns about the democratic underpinnings of an educational policy that impacts all of the children in Washington state, unquote. Um, and so, you know, Ow has also addressed the issue of charter schools um, in the popular educator blog, Seattle Educator, um, in, uh, on March 12, 2012, for example. Um, and it seems that Ow has only recently begun to make his impact in educational studies. Uh, perhaps this is because educational policy was his minor as opposed to his major. You know, Or perhaps it is because educational policy is one smaller aspect of the politics of education. You know where there are many more stakeholders than there are in esoteric debates that pertain to the merits of high stakes testing. Um, you know, perhaps Ao is more interested with being a uh, larger fish in the smaller, relatively smaller pond of high stakes testing. Uh, nevertheless, Ao has co-edited a book about the influence of corporate interest uh, with his previous co-author uh, Joseph Freire. I'm sorry, not Paulo Freire, but, uh, you know, F-E-R-R-A-R-E, you know, and Al seems to be on track to establish himself as a leading voice uh, in this area, um, you know, in the corporate influence in education in that area of study as well. So um, Wayne Al also uh, sort of uh, participated in a a debate within curriculum studies. Uh, It it was sort of a one-sided debate, perhaps. I don't know if that's the best way to put it, Um, but anyway— uh, as previously mentioned, two months after um, Wayne Au and Michael Apple published a review of of the book about Paulo Freire called Rethinking Freire, Au, on his own, published a follow-up critique with the explicit intent of, quote, developing a firm defense against many of Freire's detractors who have deep misunderstandings of Freire's dialectical materialism, unquote. And so Al argued that these... Misunderstandings were contributing to epistemological and political tensions within the field of curriculum studies. Um, So in this 2012 article that I was talking about a minute ago, he eventually developed a methodological framework for addressing those tensions – And while his writings on that misunderstanding of Frarian pedagogy was certainly beneficial to Au's career, as it provided him with fodder for future research and future publications, there appears to be little, if any, rebuttal to Au's critique. Um, Searches for several internet databases reveal no published responses by either of the editors of the the book about Paulo Freire that Michael Apple and Wayne Au critiqued. Um, And so, while Ao has written critical reviews of other academic works, most reviews of his works tend to be fairly positive. Um, One of the most critical reviews argued that in critical curriculum studies, quote, Ao may have understated the difficulty and challenge that is involved in designing a curriculum of the oppressed. Um, However, this critique is relatively minor. And it is arguably a matter of Au's, uh presentation of the information rather than his interpretation of information. You know, Au presented the uh, difficulty associated with critical curriculum design. However, um, you know, it could have potentially been explained more clearly. I'm not sure. I, I don't really uh, know uh, if I necessarily agree with the the idea that Ao understated the difficulty in that book. Um, you know, I, I did skim it briefly, but I did not read every single word of it. So I'm not really, you know, the most qualified to comment on it. But anyway, Ao has also debated curriculum theories pertaining to charter schools in uh, local newspapers, such as the Seattle Times. Uh, In 2012, he published several op-eds that were critical of corporate interests in Washington State's charter school system. And it appears that his opponents in the debate were advocates from the private sector, who had little, if any, experience in education. Unfortunately um, it seems that many of Al's opponents chose to respond to him with letters to the editor which are not in the Seattle Times online archives so I could not get access to him you know if you do have access to him and you want to send them to me you know that'd be awesome feel free um, but regardless Al was successful as he was a plaintiff in the court case that resulted in Washington state charter schools being declared ineligible to receive public funds because they cannot be classified as quote unquote common schools, which are the only type of school that can receive public money under Washington state constitution. So, you know, this is a debate that it it was waged in many different arenas. Um, you know, one of which was the op-ed pages, um, you know, on blogs, things of that nature, and it ultimately was dragged into the courts where Wayne Au was successful. And so now I'm going to talk about um, how Wayne Au has influenced my research because like I said in the intro to this part of the episode, um, you know, I consider Wayne Au to definitely be an influence of mine. Anyway, prior to this assignment, um, which by that I, I guess I should say uh, prior to this making of this podcast. Um, I was vaguely familiar with Wayne Owl's works pertaining to social studies and standardization in education. Uh, however, it was interesting to explore his life and work, um, in an in-depth manner. Uh, one interesting thing is, you know, I found out like I think I've mentioned is that my good friend and former colleague is a professor at a university that is geographically relatively close to the university where Wayne Owl teaches. Um, but unfortunately, I, I haven't really been able to do much with this information. But nevertheless, it's, it's kind of helped me view Wayne out as a person, you know, which is helpful because it provides me with, like I said in the intro to this, sort of like a role model to understand how to use my experiences as a secondary teacher as material for academic publications um, while I am teaching higher education, you know, which is my goal to do with this uh, doctoral degree that I'm getting. Um, so I find it interesting that Al used one aspect of pop culture about which he is passionate, uh, hip-hop music, not merely as a classroom teaching tool for secondary and higher education, but also as an analytical tool for academic research. Uh, it is inspiring to me you know, to know that it's possible to publish innovative approaches to teaching in leading educational journals by using personal interests. Um, you know, it's fascinating to see the path that I took, uh, publishing ideas in respected niche journals, such as Rethinking Schools, before publishing in leading educational journals, such as Teachers College Record and the Harvard Educational Review. Um, you know, I also find it inspiring to know that I can use things about which I am passionate that do not seem to directly relate to educational studies as a lens through which to examine issues pertaining to education. Um, So, situationally, I find myself drawn to many of the same issues about which Al writes, such as social justice, critical pedagogy, high-stakes testing, and perhaps to a lesser extent, uh, secondary social studies um, and charter schools. In regards to curriculum studies, I feel as though I have very similar views to Al. Uh, In many ways, his writings on standardized tests have helped me refine my own views on the topic. Um, you know, for approximately three years, I did occasional work on myriad aspects of multiple types of standardized tests for many grade levels from several different content areas, uh, and my duties and responsibilities were increasing over time, and there was informal discussion of my potential for a future in the field of educational testing. Uh, however, after reading social justice literature on the topic, I feel like the expectation of a standardized education Education, I'm sorry, standardized educational outcome um, that, you know, is sort of inherent in the assessments um, is antithetical to multicultural education, um, which is something that I am passionate about because it is something that benefits all students, regardless of ethnic or socioeconomic background. And I guess I, I don't want to be part of a process that is, I feel, inherently discriminatory to already disadvantaged groups of students. And although it's not impossible to change high stakes testing, it seems that I can affect more change from outside the system than I can from within the system, um, because you know, sort of like Wayne out, um, you know, educational politics is something that has myriad stakeholders with a lot more power than than educational theorists really have. Um, so uh, while I came to the conclusion that I didn't really want to work in the the field of economic. I'm sorry, educational standardized testing anymore Um, You know, I came to this After I determined my dissertation topic Which is the topic for season Two of Teacher Talk with Zach Clancy Um, You know I I came to this conclusion Maybe two or three months Before I began researching Wayne now But uh, his writings Definitely helped me um, Feel comfortable in my decision To stop doing that Uh, You know, I decided it Before I did all this research on way now, but it, you know, reading what he had to say about it definitely made me feel better about my decisions. Um, you know, and I feel like this has influenced the way I will teach higher education. Uh, you know, in the past, when I presented information pertaining to high stakes testing, I've taken a sort of equivocal perspective by arguing that in my opinion, it was something with potential, uh, benefits as well as inherent drawbacks. However, at this point, I feel like I can no longer tell my undergraduate students that I have any positive views on high-stakes testing. Uh, In the future, I think, as a social justice educator, I'm going to have to express my view that high-stakes testing is a social injustice. Um, So as previously stated, in regards to curriculum studies, I feel that I am situated fairly close to Wayne Au. However, there is one area in which I aspire to be somewhat different. Uh, Much of his work details the social injustices that Occur as a result of a hidden curriculum, um, which is something I don't think I talked about much in in this part of the episode. I may have talked about it briefly in part one of the episode. I definitely talk about it in earlier episodes of of this season. So if it's not something you're familiar with, feel free to go back and check that out. But anyway, uh, Wayne Au has detailed how corporate interests influence educational policies, um, the devastating impacts of high-stakes testing on high school social studies and high school English, and multicultural education. And he's also written about his vision for an alternative approach called engaged pedagogy. And uh, his work has pushed me to focus on the aspect of my dissertation that has the potential to be harnessed as a tool for activism among social justice educators. So, you know, I sort of want to be standing on the shoulders of the giant that is Wayne out, uh, you know, so, and, and, doing this project about him has also pushed me to think about what aspects of my interests round out, um, sort of my, my hermeneutic circle that I talked about earlier. You know, the, the three part of, of the three pronged attack, you know, sort of my personal interests, classroom teaching and my academic studies and sort of harnessing those three things to do more work within the field of, of education. And so, um, School curriculum, they they have a tendency to ignore the perspective, experiences, and achievements of people from non-dominant social groups. And as Ao has demonstrated, many of these policies are strongly influenced by billionaire philanthropists and other corporate interests. So it is my contention that these injustices can be rectified by increasing awareness and creating a desire to affect change. And so, in order for teachers to increase awareness that affects change, they need educational tools like literature, knowledge of the experiences of teachers who have successfully taught this way in the past, things like that. And so, for my dissertation, I want to research, uh, you know, educators who cultivate online communities of inquiry um, in social media spaces in order to gain access to, you know, those. Educational tools I talked about, literature, knowledge of past experiences, um, you know, uh, by developing relationships with other educators in these virtual communities of inquiry. So that's Wayne Ah in a nutshell. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. and as always, you can get back to me with any questions or comments about this, as well as suggestions for future episodes at our home on the web, which is Teacher Talk with Zach Clancy.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Teacher Talk WZC. You can find me on Facebook at Teacher Talk with Zach Clancy. And you can reach me at Teacher Talk WZC at gmail.com. That's all for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.